Welcome to a new world order. I am Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the Federal Council of Zane Australia, here with my colleagues from across the virtual seas. Your people's champion, your one in two hundred, your man on the street, the crown jewel of lucha libre, Sebastian of the United States of Sep America. That was stretched. I've got yeah. a really good one for next week, though. No, well, all right, as long as it's a good one. <laughs> this is a great one. The crown jewel of lucha libre. What, what's lucha libre? Is it a it's person? It's Mexican wrestling style. Is it a style. city? It- <laughs> <laughs> it's specifically a Mexican wrestling style. But I'm the crown jewel, so it's great. Oh, well, as long as the you're the top of the chain. But yeah. you're the crown jewel. <laughs> yep. Yeah, good. And I am Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And what we are doing here is we are governing our virtual nations to the best of our abilities and yelling at each other while we do it, probably. Indeed. And it would seem this week the Australian healthcare system has let you down. The common cold has not been cured yet. Yeah, Why not? Say. But Do it you is have a worldwide on it? problem, yeah. not just a Zane Australian problem. <laughs> Although Zane Australia is most likely to get some sort of super virus because of all their tampering, right? Also, <laughs> so. medication. Uh, so and time off work paid. So you know, I'm health- doing pr- I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> we have free healthcare for everyone, just as well. Just putting that out. Like we're not some crappy United States. I'm not sure if I'm throwing shade or not, but yeah, we're a good, good. one. We're, good. we're, we're a good okay. version right. of that other country. All right. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here. Well, since you're throwing shade on Zane Australia, not I'm going to take the first issue today. <laughs> Zane, I was throwing shade on a real nation. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so I have one that is pretty clear, cl- clear cut for Zane Australia, and I'm interested to see if either of you will have strong opinions. Otherwise, I doubt it. But let's see. Corporations demand political say. I already am excited about this issue. <laughs> a well-heeled lobby group is pushing for the elimination of regulations that prevent corporations from donating money to political parties. This is supposed to be a democratic country, information technology industry spokesperson Nick Dredd says. Yet these archaic laws say I can't donate money to support a political party. They put up ceilings on the amount of any party can spend on advertising. It's time to stop treating voters like children and trust them to make up their own minds free the ballot box. I swear you've had an issue very similar to this one. I think I've had this issue. Ah, maybe that's where I'm channeling it from. I think so. It was very early, I think. It was a while ago, yeah. Yeah. And Um, I think I told them to go fuck themselves, just (laughs) if if I can be clear. (laughs) So you didn't go with that one? No, I'm pretty sure. You didn't free up the ballot box by allowing corporations to give as much money to whoever they want. I'm pretty sure my ending like newspaper articles were about how poor my politicians are because they no longer get any benefits externally to government pay. Good. Remember how I I did it to my judges kind of thing? Yes. There was a similar outcome, but to my PMs. (laughs) Generally speaking, sorry, just quickly. Generally You're speaking, right. armies and uh, and political elections follow the same rule that the the side with the most money tends to win. Correct. However, with However. the relatively recent American election of uh, Donald Trump as president, just goes to show that even even being you know ridiculously funded, the Democrats could not could not secure the win. The Republicans do have more money, though. 
though they split it up a bit more in the in the most recent. Trump's campaign was election. nowhere near as 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 funded as, yes, as his, Hillary's. Yes, his personal campaign. Yeah. yeah, his American half of the campaign was very underfunded. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you say political freedom, and I hear vote buying, says popular anarchist Theresa Lee. If these fat cats get their way, politicians will buy their own seat in Congress. And let's face it, a slick advertising campaign can convince a lot of apathetic voters. We need to tighten the laws, not repeal them. Money should have no place in politics. That sounds like what I would have gone with. Mm. At least that's what I would go with. You would have gone with. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm happy to say that in Andropolia, we don't have this problem. No, no elections. No, no elections. <laughs> we have no, no political parties or elections. <laughs> Frankly, I don't see why we need to have elections at <laughs> all, says my brother Arnold over a late night malt whiskey. <laughs> you always seem to know what's best. Why not scrap the whole political system? It would make things so much simpler. Oh my God, we just found your answer, Andrew. This is 100% what you would have done if not have already done. Well, this is how the country was set up. Yep. <laughs> mm, mm. So Zane Stralia wants to decentralise government. Yeah. Um, and rather than culling government like Andropolia, we intend to do it from the top down. So spreading the power from the top down to the next level and then down to the next level, hopefully. I think letting corporations donate as much money as they want to basically buy elections. I think that's how you end up with oligarchies. Yep. And yeah. And so I, I just don't think that that it, it's definitely a small amount of the population putting a very heavy hand on the scales one way or the other. If I can tempt you though, we are one week after this uh, is our finale for the season. Yes. Wouldn't it be a great cliffhanger if you just destroyed your government? <laughs> like, you know how Game of Thrones always kills their characters the second last episode of the ah, season? Indeed. This is your Game of Thrones moment, Zane. Conversely, <laughs> wouldn't it be a great cliffhanger if you destroyed your entire government this episode? That's think, a good point. I, I, don't know what... I think he spent the entire season doing that very successfully. <laughs> My government is strong <laughs> under its crown jewel of Lucha Libre leader myself. Yeah, in its underground bunker. I will wrestle any other head of state. <laughs> they will tap out. Can we just clarify that? If I might play devil's advocate. Oh, like a proper one, not just <laughs> <me>. oh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the uh, income inequality in Zane Australia is quite low. Correct. Proudly low. Correct. Taxation is quite high. Correct. Even on corporations. So if you allowed corporations to steer political campaigns to to make them better off, essentially to make them more profitable or, mm -hmm. or for whatever reason, the government would simply reclaim most of that back in taxes anyway and redistribute it however they see fit. That would actually be a positive move for Zane Australia. Economically speaking, yes, but it takes us down a dangerous political path where, uh, where, where you will have people outside of government influencing the government and the idea of taking away, like tying politicians' wages to the national average yeah. is to kind of engage them in improving for everyone, not just for, uh, not just for corporations. And if it is just a matter of more people earning more money to get more tax, the tax 
income and revenue isn't my first goal. Um, no, quality but, of life is. But you are talking about um, virtue and you're assuming that the politicians, because they're not um, as subject to, to monetary influence as they would be in other countries, that they're somehow more virtuous. No, no, no. I, what I'm saying is without, government, without particular politicians being paying special attention to corporations, corporations have as much say over them as everyone else. So if a Walmart is in your district, you have a vested interest in making sure that, that the owner of that company as well as all the employees are served best by your district. Whereas if you, you are giving companies, the the owner of that corporation has a lot more leverage on you than the employees. True, but that company also, as you say, employs quite a lot of people. And what's good for the company, you would you would assume is good I for mean, its employees. You, you could assume that, but I think with companies like Walmart, if there isn't constant supervision they do tend to take advantage of their employees. What are you talking about? What am I talking about? I'm talking about the people who are forced to work hours or they don't get any hours, like forced to work uh, 20-hour days, et cetera. Like these, these, these things do happen. And I think corporations with giving that financial leverage over politicians uh, automatically skews what a politician is going to pay attention to. Okay, but then if you allow one side to do it, you know, the other side is also going to, I would imagine, I certainly would spend a significant portion of my campaign pointing out exactly how they're brainwashing their uh, the the voters. Unless both sides are being paid. No, no, that's that's what I mean. If you allow everybody to, to mm. do this, then that's what's going to happen. You are going to have the campaigns of, for propaganda and you're also going to have the smear campaigns. Yes, well, this actually removes advertising altogether. You know, you know how I know? Because yeah. I just clicked <laughs> Good job. Proud of you. Just well, be, be, before yeah. the roundup, do you know what the ban on advertising of alcohol and cigarettes in uh, motorsports and on billboards did to their profit margins? They greatly grew. Unchanged. In fact, in fact, they 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 did grow because now they were prevented from spending all this money on advertising, on advertising. but their sales were not hit whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Advertising, banning advertising doesn't doesn't influence uh, the outcome advertising as, as much as you expect. Issue. So it was the, or, or, the or, private or, or, donations, or. but uh, my political freedoms have fallen from excellent to very good. Oh dear. Uh, be, as political parties are banned from advertising and receiving private donations. Uh, Wait, political parties are banned from advertising? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Uh, not so cheesy cheese industry reports, mm. slump. <laughs> uh, citizens smile, cheer, government officials. So income equality up 2.2%, taxation up 0.3%, tourism up 0.1%, safety up 07 down, uh, corruption down 30.4%. See, oh. I thought corruption would go up. Only, okay. So by banning advertising for each party though, not just receiving money and obviously it skews every election towards the incumbent, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that, that in itself would raise the corruption. Well, that's that's not corruption. They get, they get innate more power. Yeah, over corruption in itself. Corruption would 
probably be aided by advertisement in the sense that you can spread lies. Oh, but I mean, like the it gives them a firmer foothold on their power, and from there, it a little mm. bit more corruption would stem. Like just because they are now more likely to retain for longer periods of times, so they're more likely to be entrenched in the system. Which sure. will overall, that's what I would have read it as. But that's ideological weird. radicality down eight point six. Uh, wealth gaps down 2.5. I guess that's income equality. Um, so charmlessness down 0.9. Uh, average income down 0.6. Uh, everything else is, is obesity 0.1, agriculture 0.4. Like this, all that's all tiny stuff. So, yeah, like not great, but. But a reduction in corruption, a significant yeah. reduction in corruption. Well, corruption wasn't very hard to start with, so I don't know. We'll see what that we'll see what that does. <laughs> How pressing is your issue? It is f- a fluff, completely fluff piece. Well, let's have a fluff sandwich. Do you want to go next? We will have a fluff sandwich. And I <laughs> how, how dare you? He's, he <laughs> called it fluff himself. I just repeated the words he said. Exactly right. right. It is. It's barking mad. Wait, it's about dogs. The bark night rises. Oh, oh no! Is that what it's called? Oh, the beloved comic book series Dogman. <laughs> Infringement. To- Infringement. Yeah. <laughs> That's a said American hero. <laughs> and he's not a comic book hero. He's a guy in said America. Yeah, exactly right. He's some sort of freedom fighter on the dog aisles. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now under the control of the Wesseltonians. God damn them. <laughs> Following their very successful... Unrivaled <laughs> invasion. We're not going to fight them. They, they, they obviously want the Isles more than we do. <laughs> Dogman is set to mark its 80th anniversary this year. A coalition of comic book aficionados, young and old, have gathered outside your office to decide how best to celebrate this achievement. Why? Why um, are they involving me in something that is completely isolated from any government involvement. It's like it's theirs. They, they just want to like you, you know, and they're saying, please, like this thing that we like. <laughs> You've been in power for almost an entire year and it's like they haven't once looked at any of the decisions you've made and thought, hey, he'll care about this. Right. <laughs> they deserve what's coming to them right now. Yeah, they can't They can't take the hint, can they? <laughs> i got a trap door and everything installed, but they still walk into my office. And believe it or not, People have opinions about what Dogman should, um, how, how, how the anniversary should be celebrated. Five <laughs> options. Oh, Jesus. Fluff, here we go. Let's enjoy this club fluff sandwich. <laughs> you know what I loved? Reminisces aging General Tim James. The war arc. <laughs> Great fun to see Dogman giving those blighters from Blackacre what for. That's the kind of patriotic hero our country should be celebrating. Make Dogman a symbol of patriotism and Andropolian supremacy, an icon of our strength. Our enemies will learn to truly fear our bark and our bite. I am for this option because, as we've discussed, we all know Dogman is actually a American hero <laughs> and the idea of them immortalizing what is definitely not a local hero for me is great. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> A dog with a cape as Andropolia's mascot? I imagine it's a man wearing a dog mask and a cape. I'm sure it's not an actual dog. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. Exactly. That would be completely yeah. ridiculous. You know, Dogman stands for a lot more than just beating up bad guys, counters Ben Powell, a well-known environmentalist and peace activist. He shows children how important it is to take care of nature and how kindness is the greatest superpower of all. 
Dogman-themed recycling bins recycling bins, and a positive ad campaign could be a great hit and really send out the right message. Not terrible. That's not terrible. But, like, it involves, probably, I mean, in your case, probably government-owned bins, which I, I assume is just not on the table. Well, we still have government-owned streets. And oh, the okay. second government-owned bird feeders. The s- you could put the bird feeders on top of the bins. <laughs> the second that there is an option to sell government assets, Andropolia will exercise it. Mm. Well, uh, what about the bird feeders <laughs> that feed the homeless? Crime, crime is the biggest problem that Andropolia faces. And what percentage of that crime is littering? I don't know. Well, but but a campaign. <laughs> Promoting kindness through, you know, a nice sticker on a on a bin is very cost effective. Like, yeah, stickers of, are effectively cheap too. Yeah, I mean, you have to buy a nation worth, but still, like, no, stickers. it's not that big a nation. No, it's uh, one point yeah. eight billion people crammed in very tightly. But I couldn't afford to put stickers all over Australia, and it's like twenty something million people. But you're just not thinking like an Andropolian. Apparently not. Dogman is all very well and good. And uh, is all very well and a good role model for boys. But what about the girls? Asked renowned newspaper columnist Fumiko Wiener. Why don't we? Why don't we use this to celebrate some of the famous women in the comics? After all, Dogman's long-term love interest donned the mantle of Weasel Lady for four whole issues whilst Dogman was in hospital after his battle with Irritant Flower. So her proposal, I'm. S- I don't mean to get on a rant here. Here we go. Yep, racing. It, oh no, no, no! I'm going to be labelled as sexist and 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 a, and a horrible person. But her proposal is to celebrate Dogman's 80th anniversary mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. celebrating the female counterpart that appeared in four whole issues. If it makes you feel any better, they're both made up, <laughs> except for the real Dogman of America. <laughs> For Miko, get a grip, girl. <laughs> ha, that run of comics was so full of inconsistencies it would be funny if it weren't so tragic, sneers comic book enthusiast and self-proclaimed expert on dogman Larry Doolittle. Quite apart from anything else, the bamboozler's machine was destroyed in issue 242, yet somehow he manages to bring it back to, to mortally wound dogman in the later issue. And a normal human, and a normal human that is somehow able to don the sacred weasel lady mantle, worst storyline ever. Let's at least make this celebration somewhat balanced. I have a long list here of various inconsistencies in the series for your speeches. Wait, in the series, what? <laughs> of inconsistencies. Yeah, what did you do with them, though? What's the plan? Point them out. Point out all the inconsistencies. Happy eightieth birthday! Here's where you fucked that's up. That's exactly right. It's gonna Whoa. be it's gonna be supreme nostalgia critic. I am not opposed to this because it's hilarious <laughs> use of government well, power. It is, it is, <laughs> is it? getting to criticise. Yeah, but yeah. like yeah. in a really official manner. <sighs> that's like oh god! If like our but prime minister got up and it's like, here's what was wrong with all the series of Friends. It's yeah, it's <laughs> nitpicking and really the government should not be involved this is an in this at forum. all. It's, oh. If I cared about what my populace thought of me, if I cared about the opinion polls, I would engage in this. But that's not what Andropolia is care about. about them. You about that? You wouldn't have this conversation. Uh, privately, as well. I can care about it, but this is not a function of my office to to critique but, a comic book series written in my country. Hear me out. 
cheapest option. You're just giving the speech <laughs> significantly the ch- by uh, in comparison the cheapest option. Yeah, but it'll be recorded on YouTube and parodied. Which means someone will monetize the video will and they'll make money. My speeches for its inconsistencies and the free market flourishes <laughs> with ad revenue. Last one. You know these comic books. A bull, right, says Jamie Logan, former vigilante, and one of six <laughs> men who has fought crime on the streets under the mantle of dogmen in the past century. Maybe a quarter of it happened, and not like this. In the real world, people die, and no dude in leotard can stop that. Adults shouldn't read superhero comics. Force them to grow up and drag them back to face reality. He stares moodily at the cloudy sky, waiting for the dog signal. Why is he in your country? <laughs> Why is he anywhere? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Near me, he's crazy. No, he's real. He's a national <laughs> hero over here. <laughs> what was his name again? Right, I write this down. Okay. What was his name? Sorry, Jamie Logan. Jamie, no, don't tell him. All the vigilante team. All right, just so I'm aware of who to reference in the dog aisles later. He's sweet, but no, people should not be forced to grow up or be childish or face reality or live in a complete fiction. People shouldn't be forced to do anything. So, Jamie Logan, I'm sorry. So it's really, a, it's, it's a hard be- no. It's between the the big speech and the recycling bins, right? Not going to do the speech. Damn it! <laughs> not going to nitpick. That's not what I do. <laughs> but it's so cheap. <laughs> but it's so cheap. Uh, <laughs> like a, you're really good- going. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I'm mean, like. Like you're spending money on this recycling program, or you spend nothing and just during your next speech, just like a fuck dog man. Like, that's, <laughs> like it's- well, one problem with the recycling program is that convicts uh, in in Andropolia are part of their part of their rehabilitation is to clean up the streets. So if we have people recycling, um, what are the convicts going to going to do? Yeah, see, they, they is- can just scrub the streets. Well. Move all those stains. Yeah, that's true. All there's those blood stains. There's always, there's always work to be there's done. Always, You're quite right. Time to lean, time to clean. <laughs> um, Famika, Famika Wiener. Um, Dogman is a good role model for the boys, but not for the girls. I disagree I mean, with like, that. Why? Yeah, but like this is not about that. No, yeah. girls don't need female role models. They can have male role models too, if Dogman is in oh. fact a, a male. Does gender you admit the title? You just met the real dog man as well, and he's no, also a man. The, <laughs> uh, so it it really is between the uh, recycling program and basically an ad campaign for um, positivity and 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 kindness, and uh, making dog man into a symbol of patriotism and and Andropolian supremacy. Also tempting. You have a national superhero. Yeah. I mean, it's my national superhero, but you got one. Andropolia also is not in the habit of, you know, putting up its flags all over the country and saying, look at us, how how awesome are we? 
uh, we know how awesome we are. And and everybody and everybody's you know individually doing doing awesome things uh, anyway. So, so actually, um, I'm going to go with the, the environmentalist and peace activist. That's a good option. Those words yeah. have left my mouth. It's a good option. Isn't it the first time you've gone for the environmental option? No, you see, we're we're progressive in Andropolia. We're not. Mm. Andrew Polia cares. That's a strong word in this context. Andrew Polia cares about the trees, just all the people using them for shade. That's it. The homeless people sleeping but, under them. Yep. People can't decide between preserving forests and buying print copies of Dogman versus the Giggler. The Andropolian Sentinel reports old ladies report surfite surfeit of help crossing crossing busy roads. Uh, our new edition, less politics, more pictures. Wage rises put spring in step, money in pocket, and tax cuts relief to many. Book publishing is up. So that's really interesting. You 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 do a, a public uh campaign and you're correct. A public campaign, not an education program. No. This isn't a part of the schools. It's not it's not an ongoing cultural uh, you know, no, brainwashing. It's a, it's a sticker on a bin. It's but a sticker the, on a bin. What was the last headline? I missed it. Uh, the last one was tax cuts relief to many. Oh, okay. Taxes yeah. continue to be cut in Andropolia and wages continue to rise. Spends money, taxes lower. Hmm. That's weird. Anyway. Well, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, like the I'm, government, no, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not following the logic either. But. Oh, good job, though. But book publishing is up 18%. Good. Environmental beauty up. Fifteen percent, which we do need. Uh, niceness is up twelve percent. Eco friendliness is also up twelve percent, and lifespan uh, up three percent. Great! This is, this is all fantastic. We've added uh, one, uh, two meters of of sunlight visibility through through the weather. <laughs> Wonderful! <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good progress. As far as the down trends are concerned, uh, charmlessness is down. Three and a half percent. The death rate is down two percent. Weaponization down one percent, and basket weaving has taken a half percent hit. That's unacceptable. This is a fantastic week for Andropolia. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was a fluff piece though. It didn't really address anything. But you it made some but good changes. Surprisingly, the, the the changes have have astounded me. They really have. It's All amazing what human spirit people- can do. All people wanted was direction. <laughs> and as soon as the leader gave them some direction, they were like, Yes, I will do all of these things. A little bit of a little bit of direction when they need it, just to show them that they can achieve things on their own. And the best thing is it's kind of like in a good way, like a snake that eats its own head, because now they're now yeah. buying all these comic books and then recycling <laughs> them. So it's like, oh my issue is called ornery overcrowding problem. Mm. A survey recently released by the Sub-American Housing Authority indicates the country's burgeoning population is rapidly leading to a housing crisis as families find themselves crammed into increasingly cramped living spaces. I have three options here. Okay. What we need are more high-rises, whether low-cost or fancy condos, says demographic expert Basil Sestero. They're efficient, waste little land, and wouldn't you love to wake up to the bright and cheery sky in front of you every morning? (laughs) Of course, there's the problem of higher contagious disease disease transmission, but I'm sure our health system is robust enough for that, not to mention all the jobs these new buildings will bring. So, 
build lots of yeah, in- apartment blocks, I guess. Government housing? I would imagine so. I, I'm, I'm not sure if the other two options are also me me having to build something here. So, Do you not have any builders in Submerica? Mm. Who have already started to address the problem? If people are demanding housing. Mm. I think the, the way that we phrase it is we're, we're, we've seen there will be an issue. So there isn't one yet. So right. in any case, the country's position is rapidly leading to a housing crisis. Cut the red not- tape and let the developers roll on in. There might be an option here. I haven't read through okay. them all. Developers, bulldozers. <laughs> but so so far is government-funded high-rises. I think you should steer clear of that. Well, we'll, we'll see. The other ones could be government-funded <laughs> mansions. I have no idea. And wouldn't it, shouldn't it be like government-funded subterranean tunnels? That's ideal. If they're building high-rises, guys, they will sink into the ground on on request just randomly. Yeah, every apartment will have a button that will sink the entire city into the ground. Let's see how annoying that gets. Only during kaiju attack, it's fine. Or kids saying, oh. Let's push the button because I want to get off school today. I feel like it'd be like a government mandate. Like well, in my office, <laughs> in my office, I hear like Godzilla roar. I'm like, nope, slap, <laughs> and then suddenly everyone has an app on their phone that has a Godzilla roar on it. Yep, and they <laughs> they keep playing it into my Bluetooth speakers. It's great. Uh, option two: All these industrial factories take up so much space. Argues social welfare commentator Fleur Barber. The fact is, not only do they pollute, but they hog land that is better used for low-cost housing. Studies shows that apartment, so studies show that apartments are just too cramped for people to be comfortable in. We would be a lot better off in simple single-floor houses, especially if they're subsidized by the government. So, did the first option not say subsidization? Now that I ring it up, uh. Technically, the first option doesn't mention that I'm paying for it, but they're asking okay. me to do yeah. it, so I would assume because they're coming to me for permission. Maybe for you're it. just cutting, yeah, signing the blind, blind signing yeah. the development approvals or something. And so the second one is definitely government housing. Nothing fancy, but still government housing. Yeah, but who's going to pay for that? The government and then the people. Who is the government? Uh, me and 199 other people. And it's going to come out of oh, your pocket? Of course not. <laughs> I'm a government employee. I don't have any money. <laughs> Uh, this raises an interesting issue, says Conrad Golithley. Sure. Staunch supporter of birth control. Oh, no. <laughs> and that is, why do we need to build more housing anyway? Why don't we just limit the number of children each family can have? Besides, pregnancy causes all sorts of complica- complications. We're better off with less of it anyway. Okay, so it, uh, veto. Um, you know, in Andropolia, when the government was too big to fit into the building, we didn't redesign the building. We just lopped off an arm of the government. Yeah, that's off. true. Maybe. Lopped off one. I'm maybe off. the submerican option could be to cut off everybody's left arm. They'd be less cramped. They'd be lighter. Let's talk about the first two <laughs> options. <laughs> so, in theory, uh, allowing some companies to build high-rises. So. Okay. The way that it's phrased doesn't explicitly say that I'll be paying for things, but I'm—I mean, I'm sure there'll be some cost regardless. Yeah, I—I I didn't get the the feeling from it that it was completely free market of just we have a solution and we're going to build it. Pretty much what I'm balancing here. The the yeah. way the issue breaks it up is a high rises, but significant health risks. Yeah, which in a country like mine where all medication everything we're fully paid government healthcare. 
that will and come also, back as a cost like, other nations are just like claiming parts of your country every day. So you really want to go up, <laughs> not out. <laughs> also a good point. Thank you, Zane. Mm. Um, so the way, the way this is breaking down is, yeah, option A, cheaper for me in the short term, but long term, I think it, it presses on the yeah. fact people are going to get sick. I'm going to be paying for their hospital cover regardless. Yeah. So the real question is here, do I want to pay for their housing and have them living on more land but at the cost of A, me building the houses and B, it sounds like I'm getting rid of a bunch of factories, so possibly a hit to the economy in general. Because yeah, I'm- What about the stuff that the factories produce? Yes, yeah, so that's a yeah. good point. Or do I put their health at risk? And that's also, that's a tough one. Well, you're not putting their health at risk. If they, they're choosing to have kids and, and, and continue living in Sub-America. Yeah, okay, I'm not explicitly putting their health at risk, but- when there is another option on the table, which means less human death, I am electing to go with some human death by doing that. That's what it depends down to, boils down to. Well, if people aren't born in the first place to be in a, in a compromised situation concerning their health, then that would be the best option of all, wouldn't it? If they're simply not born in the first place, I'm not playing eugenics, though. I'm not. I'm not. No, it's not. It's not eugenics. It's social engineering. I'm not diving into people's breeding habits. And it is. It is. It is. America's like you do whatever you want as long as it's not hurting anyone, and it's not hurting anyone immediately. It's only (laughs) after they're born that they get hurt. Yeah. Um, it's tough. Like the the pragmatist to me is like build high rises, takes up less land, lets all the factories roll on. Okay. The other half of me is though people will be more comfortable and have a better quality of life if we. It, this is they're not expensive houses. It's nothing. It's nothing fancy. The apartments will be nicer, but Everybody there is a health knows risk. that government budgets always stay on target. Yeah, and exactly. They never expand or roll out or include new new developments that that were not foreseen before. N B N. Also, N B N. I will say it's the government is subsidizing the houses, not paying for them entirely. So obviously I'm going to lose money on them, but I'm not what's, paying. What's the difference? <laughs> a couple of hundred thousand dollars per house. What's the difference? I'm going to go with quality of life versus practicality. It's a tough one though. It is because yeah. I'm like the high rises is a great idea, but I, well done. I don't want to compromise the health of my people. Well done, Daddy. You've protected all your submerican children. I'm trying to. <laughs> Factories are regularly demolished to make way for low-cost housing areas. By wrestling one disease at a time. <laughs> Government, bigger, better, officials say. Uh, tourism well, industry- officials are going to say that. <laughs> yep. uh, tourism industry discounts benefit locals. Modern generation lacks patience. Artisan basket weaver says- <laughs> A plague of locusts discovered to be just be a fog. <laughs> That's good news. Charmlessness went up almost 24%, which right. is surprising. Because of the urban sprawl? Mm-hmm. Mm. Welfare went up uh, almost 11%, which is that was expected. Death rate went up 5%, wow. which is unexpected. Uh, taxation. Do, what unexpected consequences from no, government no. programs? <laughs> death rate went up though, but it was the health risk was with the other one, which is why I'm curious if death rate would have gone up even more so if I had gone with the high rises, right? Because that was the one with the health well, issue. No, because that that's health and death rate are two different things. People are more likely to die in when they're more spread out because emergency services. No, oh, yeah, true. Get there. Health. 
would deteriorate with I disease. I will say it okay. is the bus surprisal index, but we're getting hit by <laughs> random buses, which if I put them all in the CBD, I feel like should have been higher because there's a lot more transportation in the CBD. Uh, rather walk, than in the yeah. suburbs. People walk more when they're, mm. when they're close. Uh, taxation went up 4%. That's fine. Uh, government size went up 1.3%. So not really. I mean, it went up, but it, um, I don't care. Right. It can go up 100%. I don't really give a shit. <gasps> Basket weaving down 100%. Fucking take that. I don't know how that happened, but it, there it happened. There you go. Tourism. First the did dogs, you- now the basket weavers. <laughs> this is so confusing. <laughs> Tourism down 26%. Yeah, exactly right. But it's apparently booming. Well, yeah, no, no, uh, no. Tourism, tourism discounts benefit locals means that only the locals are using them. Uh, yeah, environmental beauty down eighteen percent, manufacturing down thirteen percent, specifically the manufacturing in general, and also specifically the automobile manufacturing was also down thirteen percent. But basket weaving made up twelve percent of your at least an eighth mm-hmm. of your of your economy, yep. and you gutted it. That's a you said lot no. of baskets. Why do I have basket weaving factories? I feel like you need basket weaving plant like farms or something. <laughs> like, um, how how do you imagine they make baskets nowadays, Sam? <laughs> on a farm on the porch of a farm? You think they, they, grow just grow, baskets? they just grow <laughs> baskets on a farm. Don't you see like <laughs> go pluck it off the basket vine? <laughs> what's the what's the plantation in Django called? Candyland? No, what's it? It's Candyland. Yeah. yeah. I imagine like sitting on the porch of Candyland, some old white lady just weaving a basket. <laughs> um primitiveness down ten percent. Uh, black market and crime. Uh, down 7% and gambling down 6%. So oh. once again, taking a hit to black market, which is lovely, and crime. So I'm surprised my environment went down. My, sorry, my weather went down, which is always ridiculous. But well, you think it would have gone up because I've closed down factories and spread the population out of a fucking popular, yeah, popular area. That's exactly right. They're all driving to the to the, to the the city mm. where the jobs are. They but can't I, drive to the bus. And, all, and factories always anymore. more population. Means. But I closed down factories, which are just no, 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 factories, no. which factories were have moved from one place to another. <laughs> Good, they're, yeah. they're not they're not disappearing entirely. <laughs> All your basket weaving factories uh, may have closed down. This is minor, but they all went down the exact same amount. My economic output, my average income of, of average income, poor and rich, all went down 05 percent. But they all went down that amount. So. Me, me. I'm fairly happy with this, though. I know, you know my what? my people are safe. Well, except for the ones so that die more because they're not safe. <laughs> Let, let's 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 see how happy our people are in cheerfulness. Cheerfulness. Ugh. And I, I don't. I don't. I don't think we've checked this one before. No, I didn't know that. I did not know happiness was a stat here. So, oh, Zane Australia hasn't really changed much, but uh. So Zane Straley started out at 51.5 of uh, cheeky grin shared with citizens around the world in order to determine which were the most relentlessly cheerful. See, what did you start off at? 51.5 and I'm currently sitting on 53.25. I started on a 51.48, so relatively the same, but I've only risen to 52.4. So I've gone up effectively a whole percentage. Well, just shy of a whole percentage. Andropolian cheerfulness. Started off exactly the same, and it's sandwiched right in between the both of you at fifty-two point nine. 
Uh, You're higher than mine, 52.9. Mine, mine is measured in percentage of uh, glasses perceived as half full. Correct. Your people are happier than my people. Slightly. Never say slightly. This yeah. is a... This is a no one's happier <laughs> than in Zane Australia, eh? I'm surprised that they haven't lost emotion because of all like the like subbing their brains to computers and no, stuff. No, we like, haven't. We haven't fully converted yet. No. Give us time. So eventually it's going to drop to a flat zero. <laughs> Ideally. They just, just, feel nothing. Or maybe we will always perceive a glass as exactly as full as it is, not <laughs> half full or half empty. It's like, that's just It is 50% hunt. full. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, that has been uh, episode 49, and next one will be our season finale. So we'll do a regular issue, and then we'll do a roundup at the end of how each nation thinks that it has gone. And we've, we've done this 50 times? Yeah, well, 50, f- almost, almost 50 times. I do want to say, we've put some nice planning into season two. I'm not sure if we're going to say it here. We haven't discussed I'm that. I'm not going to say it. But You're going to say it? Um, I'll think about it between this and the next recording, maybe. <laughs> but I just want to say, guys, put a lot of think, a lot of thought into it, and I think it'll be quite excited when season two starts. Yeah, we'll shake things up a little bit, yep. see what happens. <laughs> All right. Is that God bless show? those nations that are not prepared. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Well, I have been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards the future. I've been your people's champion, your one or two hundred, your man on the street, the crown jewel of Lucha Libre, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, excluding our cheerfulness. <sighs> Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> and I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all carte blanche sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. James and Riley, how you going? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, Curtis. What's up? Oh, mate, I'm just, we're doing a promo now, right now for our new podcast. Well, what's it called? It's called Unfeatured Articles. What do we do? What do we do? Thank you for asking, Riley. We look up every week the weirdest that Wikipedia has to offer. We dive into the comedic trenches of that website and find pure gold, baby. Pure sexy gold. And we put it all on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcast. So please find us on Facebook, etc. Unfeatured Articles. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.